everyone. Welcome to Florence Legally Brunette presents the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a weekly podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. I started this podcast two years ago to talk about my struggle to find balance between work and life. So for the past um, seven episodes, this being the eighth, we've been talking about COVID-19 challenges. In this week's episode, I'm calling opening back up question mark. (laughs) And the reason why I'm calling it that is because after everything being on lockdown, and then Arizona said they were going to extend it from April 30th to May 15th, um, with a lot of things starting um, opening up on Friday the 8th. And restaurants are going to be able to open if they follow certain protocols. Um, I'm not even really sure what else. I'm sort of confused by what's opening up. I think salons can open up again with different protocols. I'm not sure about things like gyms and libraries. It's just all very confusing. And it also feels to me a bit jarring, like, boom, here we go. And I'm also very confused because it seems like some things appear to be going full force, like it's all ready to open up, people are over COVID-19, and it's all moving forward. And then there'll be things like the court, where the court is saying, nope, not ready, we're still doing telephonic and video hearings until at least June, and then sort of play it by ear. The push that I've been getting is that I'm having clients call me, and they're just ready to go. They're ready to come in, they're ready to meet. And I am very, I have a lot of trepidation about it, a lot of fear about it. I'm not sure what to do. Um, I know many people are still um, in in a shutdown mode. My associate is not coming in. She um, barely goes out. I know a lot of other people that barely go out. My parents barely go out. I have the really the only places I've been are the grocery stores including Costco, and that's occasionally. I order groceries quite a bit. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. And then going to places and getting takeout occasionally. I've been doing a lot of cooking. And starting last week, I was getting all sorts of calls where people are like, okay, everything's opening up, back up. Uh, we need you to come to our office for a meeting, or um, I need to come in and bring you things. And I just felt like a pang in my heart, like, should I be doing this? So I am. Um, I'm just in a bad spot where I think that if I'm going to continue to try to run a business, I am going to have to meet with clients and maybe do some visits to their offices and just take precautions as much as possible. Continue with the hand washing. 
um, uh, hand, sanit- hand sanitizer in my bag, um, doing things that, you know, drinking a lot of vitamins to hopefully ward off anything. And then I also have to think, if I do feel sick, I really have to change the way I've done things in the past. For 20 years, if I had an illness, and this is what's just been sort of forced on me, is if I've had an illness, um, I've gone into court. I've gone into court with a, not a major fever. I haven't really even had a major fever in 20 years. Um, But if I was feeling like slightly warm, or I've had like a really bad cough for a couple of weeks, I went into court because I was not the, the courts were not understanding for keeping you out of court. It was like, get in here and get this done. Otherwise, you need to file a motion. Um, maybe you need to get a doctor's note. Like all sorts of things that made it impossible to be able to push off the court hearings. I'm hoping that people will be more understanding in the future that if I do get sick, and go into a quarantine for two weeks that people understand. I mean, I think they will. Um, And then I'm also hoping that people, if they're feeling ill, that they're not going to come into my office. So I'm just hoping and praying on that avenue. I will tell you that over the years, I have had so many people come to my office, come in, sit down and say, I have had the worst flu for the last week. And I've just said things like, are you still contagious? <laughs> like, are you feeling well enough to be here? You know, things like that. And then, of course, they want their meeting. So they always assure me that, oh, no, no, I'm fine. It's all fine. Um, but it's, it's very, it's always been jarring to me when people say that. And, and now we're in this situation with this horrible virus where things are even worse off. So... I'll give you another update next week because this upcoming week, as I record this, it's Sunday, it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I have some in-person stuff scheduled for next week. I am very nervous about it. And like I said, I'm going to take precautions and see how it goes. Okay, that was the number one thing. And while I was thinking of all that, It did make me think about wellness and wellness beyond just avoiding COVID-19 because most of us aren't going to get COVID-19, I think. Although I'm going to share something that I, I haven't shared before because it just sort of hit me like in the last week or so. I actually think... I had COVID-19 in December of 2019. Now, um, the reports are that this could have been hitting the U.S. as early as December and January, which was earlier than what people initially thought. And and if people who've listened to me, they may remember this because I actually, I put on a uh, repeat episode because I was too sick to record. But I um, remember at Thanksgiving, I was feeling 
really run down, but not ill. I just felt run down and tired, but I, th- I just figured it was my schedule. Uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, I went to a Cardinals game, and, and I went back and retraced my steps. I also had a ton of court the week of Thanksgiving, the week of before Thanksgiving, the week after Thanksgiving. And I also had a trip planned for the first, uh, for the Wednesday, Wednesday after Thanksgiving, just an overnight trip to Universal Studios with my husband and daughter. And I was feeling fine, but just tired. And then when I woke up on Wednesday to get on the plane, I felt very tired, like very, very tired. And my throat was sore. But my throat being sore is sort of a common occurrence to me. If I feel run down, my throat will hurt. And I'll drink tea or have soup, honey. And I also get sore throats from allergies. So it's just sort of a common occurrence. Like I wasn't feeling like I was getting sick. And then we got to Universal Studios. It was raining. And we walked around the park all day in the rain. On one hand, it was amazing because there were no people there, like a handful of people. It And when we got there, the rain had cleared up for a little bit. My hair looked awful. It was so frizzy. But we were having a good time. And there's this restaurant nearby that is a vegan Asian restaurant. And they have this great big hot steaming vegetable soup. And I get it every time I'm in California. And it always pumps me up after while I'm on the trip, like when I had just had the exhaustion from like traveling. So I had that soup. And then I felt better. And then we went back to the hotel and I noticed I was starting to get like a tickle in my throat. And then the next day we returned to Arizona. So that was Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I And I just kept calling it the worst cold of my life because that was the best way I could describe it. I was pretty sure it wasn't something bacterial like a strep throat um, because I know how that feels. Um, I didn't really have like or I didn't have like white spots on my throat. I just had like this horrible cough and I kept feeling feverish, but I didn't have a fever and and my husband was checking me and and he's like no you feel cool and that whole weekend I just coughed and coughed and coughed I didn't leave um, my bed and I was too ill to um, read <laughs> which I love to do um, because I just was like so sick that weekend I watched the marriage story which I loved and I watched a couple of other things I think I was probably just like putting on something that I've seen a million times, like the Sopranos and kind of dozing off and just slept and slept and slept. And then the next week felt a little bit better, but I had this lingering cough and chest congestion for about two weeks. And so now looking back, I'm like, gosh, it does feel like COVID symptoms. But again, it could also be a regular cold But I am concerned because, like I said, it was, I just kept calling it the worst cold of my life. And the coughing was insane. And then that same month, my daughter Maggie got a really bad cough. And she, um, 
she bounced back like within like two days, but she did actually miss a couple days of school. It might have even been three days that she missed. So she missed some school, but she bounced back quicker where I felt like I was dragging for a couple of weeks. My brother's um, girlfriend, Kat, she had this bad cough. And I think a couple other people, my sister-in-law, Renee, although she bounced back quicker than I did, I always feel like it. sometimes it takes me to longer to get over a cold than other people. And um, so a couple people got it, but like, for instance, my husband got nothing. And I was sure he would because we were sharing the same bathroom, the same bedroom. I didn't think about quarantining myself. Like it wasn't a thing. It was a cold. And, but I, I remember being worried. I'm like, I don't want him to get this cold. It's, you know, miserable. And we're a few weeks from Christmas and, and, you know, who wants this thing? Um, so anyways, I just want to share that it was, um, very odd now when I look back. And so I've been thinking a ton about just wellness in general, which I have been, you know, for a long time. It's the purpose of this podcast. So what do I do to try to stay, stay strong? What I've said before is sleep is a big one for me. I've been having some trouble sleeping. I don't have trouble falling asleep. I lay down, I pass out. And sometimes I sleep so heavy and so deep that when I wake up, I don't even feel like I moved in the bed, which is less refreshing than it sounds. Like sometimes I feel like I sleep so deep that... um. I, like I wake up and I have like a headache, just like the stiffness. What once usually once I get up and have coffee and kind of move around, things will get going. Exercising is big for me. Uh, the walks, it's getting hot here, but I try to take a walk early. I'll throw my grandson in the stroller, and we'll take a walk. Sometimes long, sometimes short, sometimes just to the mailbox. It just depends on how much energy and time that I have. And um, I like to lay down at some point during the middle of the day, especially with it getting hot, like just escaping from the heat for a little bit and uh, maybe getting out of my clothes and just kind of relaxing and cooling off really helps me. Other things I'm doing on the exercise side is that my oldest daughter is pregnant and she's staying with us for now and she's been doing YouTube videos, prenatal YouTube videos. And I've been doing those with her. They're not that easy as it sounds. You think, oh, this is going to be super relaxing. But they've been, we've been doing some uh, cardio ones that have like a little bit of like squats and lunges and things. And you really feel it. Um, so I don't know. The prenatal workouts are kicking my butt right now. What else have I been doing? I've been trying to stay active because I'm really worried about wearing real clothes again. All for years, my whole practice, I've worn high heels. And I haven't really been wearing them, obviously, because I'm not going anywhere. Although I'll tell you what I'll do. Sometimes when I go to the office, I'll throw on a pair of heels and just wear them that day at the office they feel to me more painful than they do on a day where I'm in court and extremely busy. So I don't know if I'm getting less conditioned to them or if I'm 
getting old or what the case is, but I'm starting to feel it a little bit more. And I'll put on regular clothes too, because I'm a little bit scared about like putting on jeans and them not fitting. So um, putting on regular clothes to just kind of monitor, am I still fitting in my clothes? A lot of prayer, a lot of watching um, church on my computer. Because I'm not going physically to church, I've actually thrown in another church's sermon, which is nice because it's something that I can do at my kitchen table and kind of be with the family, but also doing that as well. My father-in-law came over yesterday and we've noticed that he's just, he's fine. Like he's healthy and everything, but he also has like no sort of socialization going on. So my sister-in-law is going to bring him over, um, during the week and we're just going to try to do activities with him. And she brought him over yesterday and I did a trial with me and him. We colored in coloring books with crayons, just like Crayola crayons, not any fancy adult coloring books, not colored pencils, just the big old fat children's coloring books and regular Crayola crayons. And I bought myself um, some Crayola crayons as a treat. And it was very nice, like to get a box of, um, you know, like new crayons, like nicely sharpened and lots of colors, has all the colors that you want. So we had a good time doing that. We played some Candyland and we watched um, church together. So that was all very nice and hopefully is going to help my father-in-law stay more engaged. I'm trying to keep my mind sharp. I feel like sometimes I'm just not remembering the names of actors as much as I did in the past um, and just feeling kind of fuzzy. So I'm reading as much as I can, doing webinars as much as I can, and hopefully this is all helping me to stay healthy. Um, I've also been, okay, so I can't go to the library. And um, at my previous house, I didn't have any bookshelves. And my books were just sort of stashed everywhere. I had some books in an extra bedroom. I had some books shoved in my closet. I didn't have shelves. I had um, a couple of baskets that had books in them. And I would sort of forget about them. Plus, I was always getting new books from the library. And when we moved to this new place, my son-in-law had these two bookshelves. So we put them out and we combined everybody's books in the house. And now it's like a little library. So I'll go in there and I'll find a book that I bought that I never read before. I'll pull that out. I'll pull out a book that someone else has purchased um, from their own library collection. And I always am reading a few books at the same time. It's something I've done for a while. So hopefully that is, is keeping me as sharp as I can be. On the enjoyment side, I'll tell you some things that we have been doing that have been fun. I participated in a virtual happy hour last week with the podcast, The Film Vault. It was super fun. Um, the two co-hosts did a bunch of the talking and people could do the written chat. And we had like this great time where um, everyone had a drink in front of them. 
people would be shouting out questions to the host. Sometimes I would start like a little chat with someone else who was on the Zoom call. The uh, host unmuted me for a minute and said hello to me. So I was like very touched and very happy. And so that was fun. So I'd like to participate in more of those again. It felt like socializing. It felt fun. Last night, my daughter threw a casino night. Sounds bigger than it is once I explain it. But it was the people in the house. And um, my sister-in-law and my niece came over. And my daughter had a casino night for her husband. And how she did this is she uh, took some laptops and tablets. And she put a slot machine app on them. And they're free. And you just like play slots. So there was like a few times like I sat there with my husband and played slots. And I, I sat there with my sister-in-law. And then... Um, my daughter purchased from Amazon this teeny cheap roulette table and uh, like a craps uh, carpet. I don't know what you would call it. Like a craps sheet. It was like felt. And um, I don't think anyone ever ended up playing craps, but we did play some roulette and it was super fun. And uh, what else do we do? Oh, we have a bumper pool table. So we played some bumper pool and we toasted my son-in-law's birthday and it was nice. Um, and then we just got, we had snacks and then we got some pizzas from Domino's and like the pizzas from Domino's were 40 bucks. So just good, you know, and it felt fun. My anniversary was Friday. So how do you celebrate an anniversary during the quarantine, I'll tell you what we did. I ordered some deep dish pizza from Giordano's. I'm, I like deep dish about twice a year. I can't explain it. Generally, I love thin crust. And to me, thin crust is Chicago. I know New Yorkers say thin crust is New York. But to me, it's Chicago where they're cut into squares. New York pizza to me is the great big greasy slices, which I love, by the way, I'm not disparaging them. But um, like you get in Times Square, and they're just delicious. So um, that's usually what I get is the thin crust. But every once in a while, I want deep dish. And Giordano's, which is out of Chicago, has a restaurant in Arizona. And I ordered in advance, and they have the impossible meat sausage. And here's the funny thing about impossible meat. So I haven't had beef, chicken, pork in, you know what, I don't even know how many years now. Let's say 15, could be longer. Um, haven't had this in years. I Before I stopped eating meat, I didn't really enjoy meat. Like I would not... Um, I would not eat sausage on a pizza. That would be the grossest thing to me. I always wanted vegetables or just cheese, sometimes pepperoni. Like I was okay with pepperoni, I think because it was more crispier, but regular sausage to me was disgusting. And then Giordano said they had the impossible sausage and I could not wait to try it. It sounded so delicious to me. So a few months have gone by and I've seen it on their emails. So my husband and I ordered it and we sat in the parking lot of Giordano's and 
ate the Impossible Pizza. Then we drove over to the Cheesecake Factory and got two slices of cheesecake and had dessert and just talked and then drove back home. That was my anniversary. It was nice. It's weird. It's okay, you know. But um, here's what I'll say about takeout. And I think I've said this in a few different episodes. And I need to take my own advice, which is check your order. I don't think I've had a takeout order from anywhere. And I'm not getting that much takeout. I'm doing a lot of cooking. My um, older daughter participates in the cooking. My sister-in-law does cooking and brings it over. So there's always, you know, someone's cooking something. But every once in a while, we'll get takeout. I have not had a correct takeout order since the coronavirus has started. There's always stuff missing. There's always, you order it without meat, it comes with meat. Um, The physical items missing. Last week, we got Del Taco for lunch, which I know sounds gross, but they have the Beyond Meat tacos, which are actually pretty stinking good. They screwed that up. Um, There was a bunch of missing food. Because at my house, if if we're getting Del Taco, because there's so many of us, it is, um, it's 40 bucks, you know. And the Beyond stuff is a little bit more expensive. And we don't get it that often. So we wanted to treat ourselves. We get it back home, start handing out people's orders. Tons of stuff is missing. So my sister-in-law went back and grabbed Um, went back, told them what we were missing, came back with a second order. It was still wrong, actually. Um, But we just, at that point, we said, forget it. Our order from Giordano's on Friday, we, uh, they forgot our drinks. We just, I got a root beer, my husband got a Pepsi, no drinks, no silverware, no napkins, no plates, even though on the order I had asked for all of those. Cheesecake Factory, no silverware, it just is, it's nonstop <laughs> with the to-go orders. They're always wrong. So I don't know. I, you know, I know everybody has like a lot going on, but check your order because if, if your experience is anything like my experience, your orders are going to be wrong. Okay, I'm going off on a tangent. Okay, another thing is, is connecting. I've been trying to reach out to people in a variety of ways. The other night I was sitting and reading and was just thinking about a few friends who I had not talked to since all this began. I send them a quick text. And while I was reading, some texts would pop up. I'd stop, return the text. It just felt kind of nice to have that little connection while I was having this quiet time. I'll do that with emails. I'll think about an opposing counsel even or an attorney that I'm friends with or a client. Just send them a quick email. Send them a, I've been calling people and just saying, how are you? And this weekend, um, I sat down and did some handwritten notes. I, in the past, if I've found um, like um, stationery on sale, I love I love paper. I love stationery. I love cards. I love thank you notes. I love anything like that. And so I have a little stockpile of this stuff. And I thought, well, why don't I sit down and just send out some 
notes to people and I took home my address book and just wrote some people some little notes inside of cards and did a little bit of correspondence. So it felt nice. So that's how I've been just trying to connect with people. And on top of the exercise, just trying to feel well. I'll tell you like like everyone else, I've probably been having more drinks, alcohol drinks, than I have in the past. Like sometimes we will open a bottle of Prosecco because it's like, why not? Like, why not enjoy this? Um, but not drinking to excess and not, you know, not going nuts with anything. <coughs> From Costco, I bought some of those immunity shots that's like, turmeric and ginger they taste awful (laughs) but I just sort of just you know chug them and it takes two seconds and I I feel like they've been making me feel rather well I like to go to a place called nectar it's a chain they have really fun juices and it just sometimes feels really good to drink your fruits and vegetables like just refreshing and then also um, they have nice bowls that have very good ingredients in it it's a little expensive but if you sign up for their app you can get some good deals I have said it in one of my prior episodes but watch out for COVID-19 scams I see it a lot I get a lot of emails which will just say shady things. It'll say something like, this is American Express and we detected unusual activity and click on this link and verify it's your activity. You are never going to get an email like that. Uh, There were ones that purported to be from the IRS that said, are you wondering what's going on with your stimulus check? Check here and we will tell you. Nope. That's not going to happen either. So just make sure that you're not clicking on anything weird. Sometimes they look like they're coming from someone that you know. And I'll look at an email and it'll say, you know, say it'll say it's from my cousin, for instance. And I'll look at the content. I'm like, my cousin just wouldn't send me some link to click on. I think they would call me and say, can you look at this or I'm going to send you something or send me a text, not just some random link. So watch out for that stuff as well. I have some um, recommendations for passing the time, some stuff that I've discovered. Oh, I wanted to tell you something else I participated in this week, which is showing kind of the new world and how things can be different, is that for the last several years. I have participated in it before, but my uh, career day and my daughter's school. So over, I've had kids in school nonstop because my kids are spaced so far apart. I've had kids in school um, since 1999. And I don't think there's been a year off where I have not had a kid in school. I just have had kids in school for the last 21 years. Oh my gosh, that's insane. So I've uh, spoke at career days quite a bit. And this year, and and in the 
last few years, I just haven't been able to go to career day. It conflicts with court. It conflicts with meetings. I can't get out of the office for a few hours. When you go to the career day, you end up needing to spend a few hours there. And then there's the parking and everything else. And then after you park, you have to get a visitor's badge. You have to find out where you're going. You show up. No one knows why you're there. Eventually, you get to career day. You've spent a couple hours. They did an online career day. And you just signed up. You got a slot. They sent you a Zoom call-in. It was so easy, like so easy. And I got on. I had prepared a little spiel. Um, It was kids from kindergarten to eighth grade could watch. So I tried to make it as accessible as I could for kids of all ages and just talked about some things in general, talked about how I became a lawyer, talked about what I liked, what I don't like, and just try to make it as fun as possible. So I did that for about 10 minutes, and then there was a QA, and um, a which was really cute, really thoughtful. My daughter was, I did this from the office, and my daughter was at home, and they said, Maggie B has a question for you. And I said, my daughter, Maggie B? So that was funny. And then I knew one of the other girl's dads, and it was nice, like small world. And um, afterwards, my um, daughter told me that the kids really liked me, they were really excited, and they had a good time listening to me. So that made me feel really good, like really, really made my day. So that's another part of like the connections. All right, I have a couple recommendations for some things that you can watch and hopefully have some fun with. There's a show that I've been watching on AMC. I am doing the AMC premiere. AMC seems to have a lot of good shows and movies. They had a special where if you prepaid for a year, it was 25 bucks. I was a little um, reluctant because I'm thinking, why else do I need another streaming thing? But I really wanted to finish Better Call Saul without the commercials because that's how I had been watching it, and it was just kind of bugging me. And as every time I logged on and saw Better Call Saul, there was like other shows where I thought I would be interested in seeing this. And one of the shows is called Dispatches from Elsewhere. It's a show that I can't describe. It's sort of like a David Lynch movie where you don't really know what's going on, but it also has it makes sense narratively. Like it's just not it's not like it's this giant mess. And it's these people that are part of like this secret society or the secret testing thing. I I don't know. Like you don't really know. There's this um, Sally Field is in it. Uh, Jason Siegel, who is generally in comedic things, and um, this is more serious, although it has some lighthearted moments. And I think he's one of the creators. Like maybe the show is his idea. It's a very cool, it's a very stylistic. And I can't think of the actor's name, but there's this British actor. He shows up in a lot of movies. He showed up, he was in um, the movie with Melissa McCarthy. The Do- It's like called Don't Hate Me, where she's an author and she forges these letters from famous authors and then sells them, you know, for a thousand, five thousand. And then I think she eventually has to go to prison for that. And he is her friend in the movie. And then so that guy is in this 
show as well, Dispatches from Elsewhere, and he is like this mysterious figure. He shows up on the screen. He gives instructions. Um, maybe he's the leader of the group, sort of a narrator. Like I said, this show is, I'm not really sure what it is, but it's very watchable. And I'm just watching the show. I kind of, what I'll do is I'll be answering emails in the morning and I might put it on. And that character says, new world indeed, and rules change from moment to moment. And I wrote that down right away because I thought, wow, this is made well before everything we're going to, through with COVID-19. And here he is basically predicting the future. And I'll say it again, new world indeed. And rules change from moment to moment. Just really struck me. Just find it very striking, very interesting. Um, some other things that I recommend. Saw on AMC, I probably, I didn't even, I had forgot about this because I remember hearing about it a long time ago and then um, just left my memory and I don't remember reading anything about it. But on the AMC app, a new series called Creepshow showed up. And I don't know if you know Creepshow from the past, um, but it was movies from like the 80s and um, the 80s and maybe like in the 90s. There was a Creepshow 1 and a Creepshow 2. It was a comic book. I always wanted these comic books so bad and they were so expensive, so I never got one. But I loved the movies and I think we owned both of them on VHS. And so now they have a series called Creepshow. It's very similar to like Tales from the Crypt from HBO where it has um, like a, a narrator um, in Creepshow. In the comic books, there was like this creepy guy and he was sort of the bookend of the episodes within the Creepshow movie. And it's the same thing, but more modern. Again, a very stylized show. And I watched the first one. I'm going to rewatch it on the big screen with um, my daughters because I think it deserves a second watch. And it has two uh, stories within each episode. And the first one out came out last week, and I think there's a new one today. So I'm looking forward to that. A movie that I had been wanting to see forever just came out on Hulu. It was out in January. It was a horror movie called The Lodge. And it sort of came and went at the movies before I could see it. So I was going to rent it on Amazon, I don't know, like a couple of days ago. And didn't get around to it. And then I'm scrolling through Hulu and all of a sudden it pops up and I'm like, it can't be the same one. It's too new. And it was completely the same movie. So I had two of my daughters come into my room yesterday afternoon and we took a little break and just watched this movie. It's not for everyone. I liked it. I haven't stopped thinking about it. It was, it's a psychological horror movie. It has a bit of a twist to it. It has a super shocking moment about seven minutes into the movie, which made me, 
I was just going to watch this movie by myself. And it was like so shocking and like really um, caught my attention that I watched for a few more minutes. And then I thought, you know what? Like, I think my girls would like really enjoy this movie. So I got them. We started it over and watched it. It had more potential than where it went. It actually was, it was very good. It had so many creepy moments. It was a slow burn. It was a quiet movie. But there were some things where, I don't know how to explain it. It seemed like the door was opening up to certain um, elements of where the story may go. And they just kind of abandoned him. The main character is, I'm not sure if I can say her last name correctly, but it's Riley Kyo who is Elvis's granddaughter, who looks a lot like Elvis. And she's good. Um, She's a good actress. But they had these long, lingering shots of her face for no reason. And it was just taking up time. And then so they had like these long shots of her. And then the end all of a sudden felt rushed. Um, So there was like all this sort of like nothing happening, but building suspense. Um, to me, there's like two ways where nothing can happen in a movie. Where nothing happens and you're like, I don't care. I'm fast forwarding through this. I don't care. Or where nothing's happening, but you're like, what is happening? Like, why is nothing happening? And, and, and you're very intrigued by the movie. And that's how I was. And then all of a sudden, the ending gets rushed and it's over. But... It was a movie I thought about all day yesterday, too. So I can't explain it. (laughs) Um, I liked it, but was also frustrated because I saw this potential. Um, Alicia Silverstone has a small part in the movie. I could have um, had a lot more of her. Like, she was very interesting. And um, I think they could have did did more with her character. Um. I don't know. That's about really all I can say about it. I liked it. I think it's worth a watch. It is definitely like very creepy and haunting. It's filmed beautifully. And like I said, at the end, it has a bit of a twist, although they could have packed a a bigger punch with it, I believe. But I'm not a filmmaker. So what do I know? I just love movies. Um, my husband and I threw on a movie yesterday that I love. I throw it on probably once every two years. It's Silver Linings Playbook. It is with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. And the performances are great. Robert De Niro is Bradley Cooper's dad. And probably my favorite part of the movie. The last 45 minutes are so fun like so fun and it's a very serious movie in a way because Bradley Cooper is mentally ill he's struggling with a mental illness he's released from an um a mental health facility and he comes home and he's trying to adapt and get back into the world and Jennifer Lawrence also has these mental health issues and she is a young widow and so she has these issues so there's all this heaviness but it's also funny, and Chris Tucker is in it, and he's very, very funny. 
And then the last 45 minutes just zings for me. And it is one of the most romantic movies I've ever seen on top of it. Probably one of my favorite romances. I love how it ends. And maybe it has a much brighter, happier ending um, than it should because of the topics that it deals with. But it's a really satisfying ending. And I love it. So if you haven't seen it, it's playing on Netflix, and I highly recommend it. It's a movie, like I said, that I pull out maybe every two years, and my husband will always sit and watch it with me. And it's the same with um, another movie called Crazy Stupid Love. Like, that's a movie we can turn on at any moment and just sit through and watch it. I want to recommend a podcast I've been listening to. I've been listening to Talking Sopranos. It's Michael Imperioli and Stephen Sharippa, who played characters in The Sopranos. Uh, Michael Imperiola played Christopher Moltisanti. Stephen played Bobby Bacala. And they have this easy, fun, um, just this trying to think what it is just a, a a chemistry with each other and a lot of times um, if I hear a podcast that's done by actors it's not as fun these guys are really smart they're really funny it almost feels like a Sopranos episode in a way but like a very friendly Sopranos episode like some of the best parts of the Sopranos is just the like funny throwaway lines. And these guys have them just in their own chatting. And they're going episode by episode and talking about the episodes. And they also have all this behind the scene fun stuff. This is obviously not a podcast you'd listen to if you've never watched The Sopranos. If you if you are not a fan of The Sopranos, then you wouldn't listen to this podcast. If you are a giant fan of The Sopranos like I am and still are missing that show, even though it's been off the air for 13 years, listen to this podcast. Sometimes I worry the last thing I want to do with this show is make it not special to me, where I don't want to look at it and be like, ugh, like I've seen this so many times I never want to see it again. So I'm always scared of that whenever I read a book on it and was kind of scared of it with the podcast, but they have all this extra stuff that they add to it that I just really, really love it. And in the last episode that I listened to, David Chase, who's the creator of The Sopranos, sent Michael and Stephen some lines that the characters from The Sopranos would say about the COVID-19 crisis. And they're comedic lines, and it's not making light of it, but just, um, it's kind of like when you read a meme about COVID-19 and just, you know, crack up a little bit about it. That's what these lines did. And it was nice to have like new material on The Sopranos. Like it felt very, very special. So I love this podcast very, very much. So much so that on my stove right now, I'm making a Sunday gravy, which as anyone um, with an Italian background or just loves um, Italian food knows that it's just a tomato sauce and just soaking it on the on the on the stove and cooking it all day. I will tell you a secret. I've never done this. I have never made 
a Sunday gravy before. I've never made a homemade sauce. I find sauces that I love and I um, buy them. Like I'll buy, buy Rouse um, sauce like all the time. It's super delicious. Um, and I'll find like my favorite flavors of ragu. <laughs> There's some that are like pretty good. But I usually like always buy Rouse. But I'm making my own sauce today. And I'm kind of nervous about it because I've never done it before. So I think I'm going to let you go and I will talk to you next week. I'm going to go check on my sauce. Again, happy Mother's Day. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Burnett Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Burnett. You can find me under Facebook under my name. You can find me under on Facebook under my law office, Law Office of Florence Brummer. My website is brummerlaw.com where there's links to some of the old episodes. I'm also on Patreon as well. So thank you so much and I'll be back next week with some new material and I'll tell you how getting back to business has been going. Take care. Bye-bye.